Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, still a two-man show this week, with my co-host, the encyclopedia himself, Blackbeard. And in place of the Devil's Advocate, once again, I will be giving you today in wrestling history. I don't have any birthdays, I don't have any deaths, so I'm going to give you a lot of wrestling history instead. Let's do it. So, in 1975, the Blackjacks won the WWWF Tag Team Championship. In 1979, which is 42 years ago today, Harley Race regained the NWA World Title from Dusty Rhodes, who had only held it for five days. This was Race's third World Title reign. And then the rest of it is more modern history per se. 1986, the first episode of WWF Superstars of Wrestling was taped in Providence, Rhode Island. It didn't premiere until September 6th. Uh, Tonight, and we're going with the 26th of August, folks, because I know most of you won't hear it on that date. The Match Made in Heaven and The Match Made in Hell 30 years ago at SummerSlam 1991. Wow, it's been that long. Holy shit. Yeah. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title that night. Yeah. Holy shit. Hogan Warrior versus Slaughter Adnod and Mustafa and then Macho Man getting married. I still have that on a VHS somewhere in my house. (laughs) That's crazy. And then 1999, the Dudley Boys, on their last night in ECW, when they were leaving for WWF, defeated Spike Dudley and Balls Mahoney for the ECW Tag Team titles. And then they dropped it later in the same show to Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Oh, shocker. Bound by hate. Tommy Dreamer putting himself over. Oh, shit, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> uh, a year later, on the second night of ECW's two consecutive shows at the Hammerstein Ballroom, Tony Mamaluke and Little Guido, the FBI, defeated Yoshihiro Tajiri and Mickey Whipwreck for the ECW World Tag Team title, ending their title reign after a single day. And also that night, Kid Cash defeated Rhino for the ECW World Television title. All right. Kid Cash defeating Rhino, that's an interesting one. Yeah. different one yeah and then last date i have here is 2007 SummerSlam at the meadowlands which featured the returns of ray mysterio and triple h but i got a story about that show let's hear it let's hear it okay so i ordered the show Mm -hmm. i have a bunch of people over this was probably one of the last times i actually did this and unfortunately I did not get to really pay attention too much to the show. Sadly. Why is that? Because I was watching somebody in the crowd that night instead of the actual show. And here he is! So, the story went that I spent $40 on that pay-per-view, SummerSlam 2007, and I, for three hours, watched this guy make a jackass of himself in the second row of the crowd. There's nothing about jackass. I was just trying to show the higher class I was by sitting in that lower level and being on TV the entire time. And, uh, you know, it's great to be back for for a week. And, uh, Freddie, dry your eyes. I'm so excited. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) 
I feel I feel like Jesse in that episode of Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm sitting here thinking he's talking about right. Uncle Jesse when he sang Forever to Aunt Becky. <laughs> Forever. Wasn't Jesse popping pills on that one? We don't want to go that far. She was. She was popping pills. <laughs> no, bro, I didn't know you were into drugs. Those drogas. <laughs> Hello, so into Los Drogas. Los Drogas. But, but that night... Hey, wait, Freddy, she, did you even see this coming? Or did this little did shit spoil it. the surprise? I did, I did not see it coming. I'm very excited. That's lovely. It beats having it's Rob. Wait, no, I'm just kidding, glad Rob. To have, glad <laughs> to have Stevie G join us for another well, episode. Well, in his defense, he actually watched wrestling this past weekend, so that's why I figured he'd well, be willing to come I on. I watched but, some. There we go. And uh, Anthony made the, uh, well, do we still call him Blackbeard? Is he Blackbeard? Yes. Blackbeard offered me a lot of gold to be on this show today. So the contract was right. And like Brock Lesnar, I'm back for a minute. There we go. <laughs> so not only have we had the returns of CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, and also Stevie G. Look at that. There you go. So that night. He calls me and left a voicemail and said, hey, let us know if we're going to be on TV. I want to make sure I'm on TV, blah, blah, blah. In the opening segment, my friend turns to me and says, can you call your brother and tell him to put his shirt back on? Because he had ripped his shirt off and was swinging it over his head while he was standing there in a tank top. And he calls me after the show and says, was I on? And I said, Stephen, I just paid $40 to watch you make an ass of yourself for the last three hours. You're all I watched the whole show. I have no idea what happened with the, any of the matches. Just I think we're going to have to do a watch along. We could definitely do a watch along, but at the end of the day, I want you guys to remember something. You watched me. That's all. You put asses in the seat. (laughs) (laughs) My ass was in the seat. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it was like three hours of just like, Anthony definitely wanted to be watching that pay-per-view, I'm sure, but he was watching the right corner of that screen to see what I was doing next. It was great when they showed uh, Kat De Luna was there live. So Anthony had a break from seeing me because I went through the crowd and found her. Nice. <laughs> Very true. He met Sign Guy that night. I got Sign Guy and I got Kat De Luna that night. I found her. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. I walked up. For some reason, the seat behind her was like empty, and me and Mike walked up, split a seat, and then randomly just tapped her in the back. We're like, yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, not creepy at all. <laughs> I think her song was the theme for that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Wine Up. Yeah. I, w- I was hoping you'd remember the title and say it properly because I figured I'd butcher it, so I'm glad you did that. But anyway, uh, this is not the only big return this week. Last Friday night, CM Punk. Back in a wrestling ring. Right. What do you guys think? Did they, did AEW hit it out of the park? Was it everything you expected? Was it a failure? What do you think so far? I think I think the fans loved it. I think the fans who are actually watching loved it. And I'm passing a comment like that because the ratings still were not more than SmackDown, shockingly. But watching that moment was pretty cool. Watching the fans go nuts. I mean, people were like joking and talking shit about the guy crying in the crowd. Like, I thought that was awesome. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like this dude has been gone for what nine years ten years or whatever is it it's oh sorry seven years all right my my math is definitely off but at the end of the day he's back and like my it, it, it touched some dude it reached out and he touched him 
And he was like crying or whatever. But you know what? We're all laughing about it now. But at the end of the day, Tommy Dreamer's hooking up with Bound for Glory and a CM Punk meet and greet a bunch of other shit for getting all the abuse that he's getting online. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> I mean, we're not Tommy Dreamer fans, but I'm like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a lovely moment. Say it, Freddie. Fuck Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> I, during the Today in Wrestling History coverage I was doing for Rob, I mentioned that Tommy Dreamer and Raven won the tag belts from the Dudley Boys in 1999. <laughs> Freddie just looked at me. I was like, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to mention Tommy Dreamer. Go ahead. Say it again, Freddie. I, I need it. Get your ass, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Tommy, I hope you're listening. We mean it. Fuck you. <laughs> so, Freddie, what did so, you yeah, think? I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the return. It, I don't know. I feel like it's a couple of years too late, in my opinion. Um, what can he still do in the ring? Can he still go? That's that's the kicker. That's the kicker for me. I mean, you you mentioned can he still do it? Like, here's my question. A lot of people are wondering can he still do it? Why do you throw him in the ring with someone like Darby Allen your first match? Because Darby Allen, I'm sorry, you got to keep up with him. Yeah. And he's going to take you all over. Mm. Well, for those of you that are watching Heels on Stars this week. CM Punk actually debuts on the show as as an actual character. And Wait, guys, have you guys talked about heels? I love it. Not too much. We haven't brought. No, I, actually, haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, not not everyone has stars. Listen, if it means anything to you, Freddie, by the end of the first episode, the second episode, even the episode still to come, you're always going to want to fuck Stephen Mel's wife. <laughs> no. She is a fine piece of ass. The blonde isn't too bad either, but yeah, his wife is way better. Anyway. And and no, I'm not treating her as an object, but she is a fine piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Amel was interviewed leading into Heels, and I was listening to one of them, and he said that when they were filming the show, Punk can still go. Now, how long ago was that? I don't know, because with the pandemic and everything, that show might have been sitting on the shelf for a while, you know? But... Oh. And also, you're taking the word of a actor who's trying to put over his own show. That's true. That's true. Well, Didn't well, he wrestle we'll at the first AEW pay-per-view? The first all-out? He also wrestled at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, too, yeah. So did Goldberg, then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well... <laughs> well my opinion on the punk debut is yeah i i'm agree with you guys i enjoyed it um i usually do not make sure i'm home on a friday night anymore and i was gladly home watching this one i was really excited for the whole moment but as steven said the ratings didn't quite reflect reflect that now granted it's a friday night shot it's a new show how many people are going to stay home and watch it i think the dvr number would tell the true story but i think i said this a few times the last few weeks, what's going to be considered success for AEW bringing Punk in? How high are those ratings going to go? If it's just a one-night pop, and let's be honest, that pop wasn't that great. What what did it go up? Another 400,000, 500,000 viewers? And if they don't keep that rating up, they spent a ton of money on what? You know? 
I'm glad to see Punk back. He's been one of my all-time favorites. But what what a success here. I don't think it's going to really make a huge dent in anything. Now, speaking of success, what got me, I saw it, I believe it was Sunday night, someone did a side-by-side of the Instagram post. AEW's return video for Punk and the return video for Brock Lesnar. The return video for Brock Lesnar had about two and a half hours up online. And the CM Punk one was from Friday, and they showed it the numbers from Sunday, that that same, or Saturday, the same night as the uh, Brock return. One had 2 million views, one had about 700,000 views. And that's just, what, a couple of hours of the Brock one? Mm-hmm. And two days of CM Punk? So Punk had the seven hundred thousand, I'm guessing. Yeah, and Brock had like it was like two point four at that at that moment. The Million. Pro- the problem is AEW casuals to more hardcore fans like us. The casual fans, yeah. uh, the ones that are more into the entertainment side, they're going to be watching WWE. So unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Is it is it a win for for hardcore wrestling fans like us? Yeah, we get to see the guy again. Um, and even then, there's a lot of hardcore fans that never liked him and are already saying, right. "Oh, great, let's see him screw up." I agree with you that Darby Allen is a huge challenge, but I also feel like Punk has to win that match. And what does that do for Darby Allen, really? Darby Allen hasn't really been that impressive since he dropped that belt to Miro, that TNT title. Now, what, what, what are you saying to your locker room? Mm-hmm. All these guys left WWE because the part-timers were coming back. They were getting their spots. Right. They're putting the... The new guys, lower in the card, not getting as much TV time. Hey, you're doing the same shit now. It, well, not, respect, he's full-time. Well, he's full-time, but I'm, I mean in the aspect but, of you're bringing guys back to take spots from the young Correct. Guys. What about the original guys? Because, like, not hating the fact that we're going to see Daniel Bryan and prob- good chance for Bray Wyatt um, eventually, aside from the fact that Impact really wants them, but who knows if they have the paycheck to do that. But um, like, if you get Bray Wyatt and uh, Daniel Bryan in there, and you have all these guys who have been in there from the jump, and you know that people like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Bray Wyatt are going to start headlining these shows, I, how are you as a wrestler who's been there for a while? Because uh, I'd be butthurt. I think a lot of them are too big. Wait, has, have you guys said butthurt since I've been on? Because no, I actually we have. We, have we haven't had a we haven't had but a hurt. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> What's up, guys? Let's go. Go on. <laughs> Lost my train of thought there. Um, but hurt wrestlers. The problem is AEW's filled with a bunch of marks behind that curtain. They're loving it yeah. right now. There hasn't been. I mean. Again, Melser's in bed with the Young Bucks, so they might sugarcoat it anyway. But the rumor right now is they were all excited. They were all by the curtain watching the whole thing. They were soaking it in. Let's see what happens a few months from now if Punk is the focal point. I mean, I've been saying for a long time, they got such a bloated roster, and the majority of them are on dark. You know, there's people, like, for example, on the women's side, we got Hikaru Shida who dropped the belt to Brick Baker back in May. We still haven't seen her since. She's been on dark ever since. Nyla Rose got pushed to a title shot. She's pretty much disappeared again. You know, uh, I mean, now we got Jungle Boy and 
Luchasaurus at least are back on our screens. But you, you know they go through these they go through the phase where the lessers get rotated off into dark for a few months, and you see them in the rankings. They're like top five all the time, and we're like we haven't seen these guys in months, really. Too many hours. Yeah. I, actually, I'd say that they might have more hours or just as many hours of TV as WWE. The difference being that WWE is doing it over three rosters. AEW is doing it with one. Yeah, but did you guys hear something that I, I don't know if it was a USA executive or whoever who USA is pissed off that they lost Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch, but that's another story. But um, some executive said that Raw should be four or hours. I read that shit. I was like, who the fuck are you and what planet are you we're, on? We're going to get into that. We're definitely going to get into right. that. And in fact, why don't we do that now then? Yeah, we'll come back to SummerSlam and take over. When you come back as a guest, guys, I just want you to know I'm working off script. I didn't know this was coming. Mm. <laughs> I didn't check the doc. That's all right. Nick Khan brought that up. Uh, one of the things was if Raw went to four hours, he would love it. But what there was some context there that was left out. Most of the dirt sheets reported he said that. What they left out was the next thing he said is that means USA Network's paying us more money for that fourth hour. He said now... Do I think creatively that's a good idea? Absolutely not. He said, our guys are spread thin as it is. So he did, he did cover himself there. He was just saying, monetarily, the four hours would be great. Yeah. So It's more, it's more cash in the pocket. Right. But uh, we'll come back to that a little bit. Um, what do you guys think of SummerSlam then? Ooh. Um, I thought it was very rushed. A lot of the show seemed rushed. I mean, in the first hour, I feel like you had like four matches done or something like that. Like the matches like seemed very fast. I mean, the only things that really stuck out to me, like I was looking forward to the John Cena Roman Reigns. Was I hoping John Cena would win? I'm not going to lie. If you guys asked for my picks last week, I would have picked John Cena, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen. But like I was pumped to see John Cena back for the first time in my life. Like I was excited for it. Um I mean, that match is cool. It sucks John Cena's now out again, whatever. But um, Brock Lesnar coming back was huge. But I think what stole the show for me was honestly that Edge versus Seth Rollins match. And Edge's brood entrance, that was just like, as soon as I saw that, like, I was watching with my girlfriend. And, like, I told her the whole reason I'm watching is because I want to see that match. And she was a champ and sat down and watched it with me, even though she really hates wrestling. And uh, she called Dewdrop Gumdrop. Um, you know, she was making up names for the people. It was, it was actually comical at times, but, um, that match, she was just like, I'm letting you watch this one. And, uh, I loved it from the brood entrance to the whole match. And I'm happy that edge won Cause I would have been pissed if Seth Rollins won. Yeah. I think we thought, I think all of us had thought Seth was probably winning that one. Did you hear what happened to Gangrail though? No. According to him, he had the deal in place to appear in AEW and it was going to be a similar entrance going back to the brood. And this, and within days of that SummerSlam event going down, they contacted him and said there was a change of plan. And he actually told, and he did tell Edge about it after the fact, and Edge felt terrible. That's Damn. Yeah, there, I was hoping Gangrel was going to show up with him. That yeah, would've that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that entrance for me made the night. I absolutely loved it because it went from the brood to his rated R superstar entrance. It was well executed, perfectly done. Uh, probably my favorite match of the night. I liked the Lesnar return. 
The only thing I didn't understand why they did it was the whole Becky Lynch 30-second title reign. You just basically shit all over Bianca Belair, which we knew she was going to have to drop the title to somebody at that pay-per-view and kind of rebuild herself because from Mania to now, she hadn't really done much. It wasn't impressive. But to shit on her like that, it was very similar to me to the WrestleMania in Vegas when they screwed uh, Yoko out of the title to give it to Hogan. Or, or what was it? Yoko had it for like 30 seconds no, and right. Hogan came out. So, yeah, that that made me remember that and uh, kind of pissed me off on that. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, I was going to say that I thought that was the lowest point of the show. I thought it was cool mm-hmm. that Becky came back. I'm not really a fan of hers. Um, I don't seem to like any of the big names these days. But, uh, yeah, for Bianca Belair, I thought that was really shitty. Uh, and I'm not. we know I'm no fan of hers either. But, really? You had a four-hour show and you couldn't have had it go a little bit longer than that? And, and I want to get your opinions on this. Supposedly, WWE is trying to position Becky Lynch. And it, it's now rumored that... She requested this. They're trying to have her go as a heel. I don't see I mean, that. I, think- I mean, realistically, the way they did uh, Bianca Belair, I think that kind of like pushed her towards possibly being a heel because a lot of people aren't happy about it. Yeah, but do you see the fans booing Becky Lynch? I don't see it. I think it's going to be like Austin 2.0. Yeah. You got to you got to kind of like set her up right. I feel like I, I feel like they're going to have to do some drastic shit to make her seem like the bad guy. But then you just you just turned Sasha heel before that too. So True. you're going to have Sasha chase her, you're going to have to turn Sasha fate like it doesn't. There's a well, what happened with Sasha? Why wasn't she there? Is it true because of a COVID test or some shit? Nobody knows, but they supposedly had known as of Thursday or Friday that she wasn't going to be there, and yet they kept pushing the match, which they seem to do quite frequently now. Um, I don't think you turned Becky heel for another reason. Who is your top face in that company? I can't pinpoint one. I know plenty of heels. You got Roman. You got Lashley. Supposedly Becky Lynch. Charlotte. Who's your top face? You are. You're the top face for the whole world. You don't. Edge, maybe? But Edge is a part-timer now. Yeah. He's not full-time. Let's see Let's see when he wrestles again after this. He'll disappear for a while. That's that's my call, but... I don't know. Survive the series. Mm. Yeah. Which is in Brooklyn. But they even screwed that up. They, 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 like, they should have kept the Hurt business together because you could have had an epic main event with them. Yeah. You could have had them in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And bring in uh, the Usos little brother. That made it a complete bloodline now. Or you call up MLW and you get the Samoan bulldozer that's out there. That freaking monster. Uh, Jacob Fatu, who's a beast. Or, sorry, yeah. the Simone. He's the Simone werewolf, I believe. You see, WWE needs to add some uh, fans to their writing, um, their writing group. They need some legit fans, and like somehow you got to be like Vince, stand the fuck back, <laughs> like drop dead already. Yeah, it's not gonna happen till then. Yeah, if you think about it, it's all the old guard that's back in, and I like Bruce Pritchard as far as his podcast goes. But him, John Laurinaitis, it's they, they, 
They need to re- they need to figure something out because it's not working. It's not- it's a bunch of yes men. Yeah. yeah, but there's like there's all sorts of talk of what's going to happen with WWE, and there's been talk about selling and all that crap. I saw an article today, and believe it or not, this is going to sound cheesy as hell because this is not a wrestling source. This is a Facebook page posted on the Disney Junkies page that came from some Chip and Co. site that like reports things Disney that Disney has even been looking to purchase WWE, which I, I wouldn't play past them because Disney buys everything. They own Hulu. They own ESPN. Like they, they're buying a lot of stuff. They own ABC. It would not surprise me. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like one day WWE is going to be princes and princesses and weird creatures wrestling in the ring. And there's going to be happy endings. And the only way I'm going to be cool with this is if the old guy from up comes down with his little walker and the tennis balls and fucking Doug comes out and goes, Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> like, but yeah, that was something I read in like, I'm sitting there reading this article. I'm like, no way. Like, I mean, what would you guys do if they purchased it and then they went old school like WCW and they're like, hey, we're going to have our show outside of Hollywood Studios. <laughs> like, blast from the past. Was it the spring breaks when they would do it in the pool in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> the bars? Yep, yep. That was like the Tennessee. last like Nitro episode, right? The last Nitro episode yeah. was like that. I it think. was on a beach, right? Yeah. I think the it, last it was, was something, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We mentioned what uh, what would measure a success for AEW with Punk, and Roman had to take a shot at him. Roman was quoted in an interview with Ariel Hawani of BT Sport. It's so weird to say that, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> of BT Sport. But Roman said Punk was not as over as Cena or The Rock and did not move the needle like The Rock. Not that Roman should be saying anything. He's kind of got a point, though. Roman has no right. No, yeah, Roman really has no right. I mean, it sucks because when you saw CM Punk and the way the fans reacted, I'm like, ooh, Roman, take that motherfucker. Like, because I, I was actually pissed that he said it of all people about Punk. But then when I see the ratings, I'm like, oh, I'm going to retract my straight statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, you guys Roman, saw? Roman's been killing it, man. Dude, he's a beast right now. But CM Punk, highest selling t shirt with pro wrestling tees ever. Like, I'm not going to lie. I want one. Like, it's actually a cool-looking shirt. I like the modernized look of it. It's we'll get cool it next shirt. month. What do you mean? We'll... Oh, shit. That's right. That's I right. keep forgetting going. Yeah. I'm going to drive cool. down to Newark early. You should just take that day off. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I took the day off. I know you did. Anyway. Anyway. So, are complaints about budget cut releases legitimate when WWE brings in Cena, Goldberg, and Brock Lesnar part-time. And specifically, Nick Khan was quoted as saying, we live in the present, we live in the future, we don't live in the past. If you, if that's the case, why is Goldberg even on the show? I think that's like grandfather contract because he's got matches left on that deal. So they, can't just be, they can't just be like, well, go ahead, disappear. You know, like he's got a fulfill that contract in in that aspect of it. So you think he's bringing in a big enough return to keep him under contract? Oh, hell no. There's there's no return on that to keep him under contract, but it's one of those things where I think they keep him under contract and let him play out the way that they want to do it instead of having him show up on AEW. 
with like didn't they they gave the um championship Milwaukee Bucks uh title took a picture put it on their social media and those same two Milwaukee Bucks showed up on AEW last night holding the AEW championship in the middle of the ring so AEW's sniffing WWE's jock and pulling the same stunts basically yeah. <laughs> unfortunately except except they had them come out on TV yeah well and that's the only difference yeah and they keep mentioning like I know Omega made a side comment about um referring to Christian and Edge back in the day during this promo last night. Right. So, now, anyway, if, um, if but, you notice, sorry, before you keep going, yeah. do you notice the, the WWE guys don't say shit about AEW? It's not, it's not relevant to them on TV. Vince doesn't let them bring it up, but all the AEW guys do is bring up WWE and complain about it. Punk did it. Uh, you know, Omega did it, Miro, like all these guys, like either stop riding dick or, you know, just like get it over with. Like we get it. You don't like WWE. You complain about them, this and that. Prime example, Matt Cardona, you know, Zack Ryder, he's dressing up as Vince. Like, my dude, you either shit or get off the pot. You either hate WWE or you want to be like them. Look, I don't get it. And I, and I like Chelsea Green a lot, but she's another one that's got a reputation of she's basically can't come up with her own stuff. She's got to copy everyone else's. Right. But, um, yeah, I hear, I hear you. I mean, Booker T said that Punk's debut promo was a failure, and specifically one of the things he mentioned was, why did he even bring up WWE? That's not what you're yeah. here for anymore. I don't. Yeah. In Punk's case, he he's been known for taking jabs where he can where he can do it subtly. You know, I mm-hmm. I didn't think it was terrible. I think he was being honest. Um, he looked happier than he had been in years. I mean, even when he was in UFC, I didn't see him enjoying himself like he was out there the other night and last night for that matter. Now going back to the to the conversation with the part timers, uh, despite releases happening left and right. Should she, John Cena be still at that main event level, or should he be facing younger guys and putting them over at this point? Do you guys think he still should be main eventing, for one thing? Or should he be working with younger talent? Any thoughts on that? Um, I, would, I would say he's got probably another return in him to like disappear, go do movies, come back to the main event scene. And then after that, start putting younger guys over. I think he's still a big enough name and a big enough draw. He moves the needle enough, sells t-shirts, all that stuff to where he can still hang around in that main event picture before it starts becoming like a Ric Flair, Triple H type deal where they come back, put over some guys and, moving on. You know, leaving The Rock never did that. But The Rock's, Rock's the biggest box office draw in the world. Bro, I mean, like, now I think about when you mention The Rock, I think of this whole uh, Roman Reigns thing, and you look at the people Roman has taken down and who they 
you know, they're putting forward for him to possibly take down. I mean, I don't know if he's going to take down Brock or not or what, but if it gets down to Roman versus the rock, I'm sorry. I don't want the wrong. I don't want Roman to go over. Like I would actually be legitimately pissed if the rock lost to Roman, which the rock is a humble guy. He's probably ready already to lay down to Roman, but no, I don't want to see that. Like that's one of those situations where it's got to be like when the NWO came to be like, I want to see the fans throwing garbage at Roman. I want to see something hit Roman in the eye by mistake and be like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> I mean, I did see something, and it was kind of fucked up. I think I may have sent it to you guys. Someone tweeted, <laughs> as far as crowd reactions, when it was like Roman talking about CM Punk. I'm, I'm stepping back to that real quick. He said, whoever it was said, hey, Roman, you didn't get the, the reaction CM Punk got when you came back from leukemia. I was just like, holy shit. That, I saw that. Yeah, you did share that. That was... Huh? <laughs> I was like, wow, you're... I mean, crowd-wise, yeah, you're absolutely right. You didn't. like. Yeah. CM well, Punk it definitely... Was all, it was also a Thunderdome when, when Roman showed back up. No, it wasn't. When he came back from leukemia, wasn't it pandemic? I don't think so. Oh. He was back before that, and then right as the pandemic hit, he disappeared again because he was supposed to main event WrestleMania in the Performance Center. And it was because he didn't want to catch COVID with his baby or something back then or something. I think I think his twins were about to be born, yeah. By the way, the devil's advocate didn't forget us on this blessed day where he actually got a tattoo of his daughter's birthday on his tricep and had to share it with us. Um his, first, he sent the SummerSlam thoughts. Wait, can you do it in his voice, please? I can't. On, I can't do his voice, or at least his laugh. I can't. <laughs> I bit my finger when I just did that. Fuck. <laughs> so he said, "Celebs need to learn the names." The SummerSlam national champ. I guess he's referring to Mario Lopez. I don't know. I was sitting in Red Bull Arena trying to watch it on my phone when that all happened, so I missed that part. Why advertise Sasha all the way up to bell time? Bring out Carmella, then Becky. All right, so the old man's back in bitch <laughs> mode. What else is new? Why not have Bianca destroy Carmella, then complain about competition to then have Becky come out? I don't like Bianca, but she got a raw deal. Do you guys maybe want to like put a warning at the beginning of this so if people want to fast forward, you could put the length of time it took to read his bullshit? <laughs> you, I should have done that for today I'm in joking. wrestling history. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was told around eight thirty. You guys called me at like eight fifty. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, <laughs> best match: Rollins and Edge. I think we all agreed on that. Worst was Alexa yeah. versus Eva Marie. Yeah, but the whole Alexa character is more about. The entertainment value it's not about having good matches and even marie was on the other side of the ring so we know alexa can go if need be drew mahal was a raw match at best not pay-per-view brock supposed to be a face but destroy cena when the camera was off what the fuck overall a meh SummerSlam. get off my lawn kids mercy <laughs> yeah. By the way, he also had to point out that he's still the champ. Big shock with how many points he was up on us. 
He said he is the, at one point he said, I am the champion, my friend, and I demand my proper due kneel before me, to which I sent an image of Jon Snow. Tell him to go suck a dick with that shit. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, he, he left his NXT comments. So let's go, let's go over to TakeOver now. The Cole-O'Reilly match did nothing for me. Since they have already had a no rules match, this seemed anticlimactic. He said it was a good show, better than SummerSlam, but not a memorable NXT show. He's been shitting on NXT for a while lately, so no surprise there. And this is where he lost credibility with me. The best match was Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. Are you fucking kidding me? What was your favorite match on that show? Because I got a feeling you and I are on the same page, right? Oh, for me, it was it was Walter and uh, was it uh, Dragonoff? Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov. Uh, great match. Yeah. And, Why does he sound like the guy it. from Rocky? Dragunov? <laughs> Jackinoff? He actually does come out to like some, he comes out to some like Russian yeah, army we'll marching. We'll just call him Jackinoff. I think it's called Comrades in the Army is the name of the song <laughs> yeah. or something. But yeah, I thought it was a good match. He came out, beat to shit, very similar to their, to their first one. Um, I was surprised with the ending. It was good to see uh, him take the title. I want to see what they do with Walter. Will he finally come over to the States? Could he be a part of the new rebranding of NXT on what they're going to do there? That's possible. But, um, yeah, overall, it was it was a decent show. Nothing like, oh, my God. Um, not like the uh, Sasha Becky takeover before SummerSlam a few years ago. But, um Good show. Nothing crazy. Uh, I was hoping for a return, something to move the needle, but they didn't do Well, NXT doesn't have the flexibility to do that, but um, the Walter Ilya Dragunov match, I predicted that was going to be the match of the weekend. That was my dark horse, and I I'm, could gladly say in my mind I'm right, except for, except in Rob's mind, Dakota Collins with Kel Gonzalez. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I I was entertained by the whole show. I will agree with him. The O'Reilly Cole match was eh, you know, it was good. It wasn't great, but I wasn't impressed with their first showing back at Takeover in in April anyway. Yeah, you know, around WrestleMania, that whole through the stage sequence, which I noticed they used the same stage. So I thought, oh god, are they going to do something like that again? Um, the Cameron Grimes thing was kind of cool, but it's I'm glad to see yeah, the way NXT the TV show went this week that DiBiase isn't full-fledged right. face anymore because <laughs> I thought that was bizarre. But, no, I liked it. I, I thought they put on a good show. I think NXT usually does. I can't say any of their takeovers have been, like, terrible where I thought I wasted my time. And this, the, yeah, nothing right. really stood out besides that Walter Ilya Dragunov match. That one, I, w- I will say I will go back and watch that one again at some point. But... Anyway, maybe you mentioned Walter, um, and there's been theories for a long time that he won't stay in the States. He wants to stay in Europe. But if he stays in the States, maybe we could get him versus Samoa Joe. I think that, that would, would be, be a awesome very match. good match. That would be very intrigued to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing, and um, we mentioned him, Adam Cole. He is he gone? Is he AEW? Can he do something for them today? There was a photo... 
he did like some action figure reveal or something. It was online, and it was for WWE. It was him and someone else. I I saw an advertisement for it yesterday in the Book of Faces. I didn't see that. What I saw uh, apparently on Unpop Down Down. Um, uh, oh Jesus, what's his name? Xavier Woods. I guess made a wise crack that he was wearing an Adam Cole sweatshirt and get him while you can. Hmm. Meanwhile, he had uh, Tyler Breeze on up, up, down, down with him. The recently released Tyler Breeze. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I know there were shots of CM Punk sneakers, and apparently AC was written on one of them. I don't know if that was a Photoshop thing. I heard there's something else totally different. Bray Wyatt, it was a BW. I, I don't know yeah, if they're trolling. It was a BW. It was a BW. Ah. Well... You know what? Adam Cole's one of the guys that I, I got to be honest. Does he want to go on Raw and SmackDown when so many of the guys from NXT? No, he hasn't. Up there he hasn't had interest in it. Properly. I think you've talked about that like a year or two ago. He has not. Yeah. He doesn't have any interest because he knows it's a fucking like, uh, you know, career suicide. Yeah, and and he's got the charisma that he probably could get over on that main roster. But do you even want to take that chance? I don't blame him if he goes to AEW. Plus, his girlfriend's there. But does he move? You know, does he move the needle for you guys? Would you be like, oh my god, Adam Adam Cole's going to debut tonight? Oh yeah, I got it too. No, the hardcore fans, the hardcore indie fans, would be all for it. Do I see him moving the needle? No, no. But do I see him becoming one of their top guys or upper mid card? Yeah, absolutely. Plus, he's in bed with he's been in bed with the young Bucks and he's leaders, in bed with Britt you know? Baker, actually. You know, so, I mean, I'd hit that. That's it. But then that's an that's another spot. That's another <laughs> spot you lose. Freddie wouldn't for one of the younger guys. That would be a spot Adam Cole loses after I hit Britt Baker. Yeah. <laughs> <Freddie just laughs> no, I got you. Yeah, I don't know. I I think he'd be better off in AEW, personally. I think that's a better fit. Uh, if he can't go to Raw or SmackDown, there's nothing left for him in NXT. He's accomplished everything he could have, except maybe a match with Samoa Joe. That's the only thing I could see him even staying around for. But Anyway, that's everything I had on the docket. You guys got anything else? Uh, no. That was kind of for me, though. Okay, so I'm going to put this out here. Next week... Watch along. We're going to put a vote up. We're either going to go back 30 years, Brett versus Mr. Perfect. Um, I was willing to throw out Shawn Michaels versus Vader as the opposition, but I don't think that one would actually have (laughs) putting a dent in it. So instead, I'm going to say the other option is we go back 20 years, Angle versus Austin. All right, let's put them up. Let's see what we get. All right. But, um, and, and we'll be doing our all-out picks. Excited, man. I want to say thank you to Stevie G for yep. coming back and gracing us with his presence. <laughs> it was a, a, a great week of returns. How I'm lovely. Glad, I'm glad we got the return of Stevie G. But, you know, um, it'd be Punk, Lesnar, and, and Becky Lynch. Definitely Stevie. Becky Lynch. See? See, and even when my picks suck, I'm the Tony fucking con of the show because I go. bring out the big names. There it is. DVG moves the needle. So we just want to say thank you guys for listening. 
www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com, The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, and The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.